0: everybody. Lisa coming at you and this is Real Life. Today we're going to be talking about work stress and I'm going to be talking about five tension stress busting techniques that have been effective for me, have been effective for for other folks that I know. So let's get right to it. So if you're stressed at work on a daily basis, you're not alone. Please know that. Uh, job related stress in America. What do you think being that everybody's short stuff? It's obviously on the rise. And when it comes to getting through each work day with less stress, changing the way we work may begin with changing the way we think about work. This is very important. Perception is reality, and not only in the workforce, but in every everyday life, but I'm not going to branch out that far. Perception is reality. You've been in the workforce, are still in the workforce, and you know, some people have no problems and just chaos. Their perception of what's going on could be very different from everybody else's. Each person has their own perception of reality, what's going on in the workplace. So what I'm looking at is reframing our perspective. That can play a significant role in reducing tension and anxiety and stress. Our emotions start with our interpretation of events, just like I was saying, simple practices... Uh, these five techniques can play a very important role in how you handle uh, your, your workload and your work environment, including your boss. So let's get to it. Uh, first thing, prioritizing and letting go. Uh, when daily tasks begin to pile up, what happens to our stress levels? They're going to rise, right? So to meet the increasing demands, the stress level goes up. What I've done is just pause to prioritize these tasks and let go of those that are less important. I found this to be really powerful, a powerful way of reducing stress. Um, For many of us at work, we, we buy into the illusion that we are capable of doing all the things that are asked of us in exactly the time frame we're being asked. So we're assuming that the boss is always giving us a reasonable amount of work to be completed in a reasonable amount of time. And somehow, if we're unable to do that, then we're less of a person, less of an employee, and uh, where our performance is inadequate, totally false. We need to give feedback to our boss. And that comes with having built your self-esteem, your confidence in yourself and your knowledge. So uh, I'm not saying to walk into your boss's office with an attitude, but uh, do they want you to focus on quality or quantity? Are you known for getting work done quickly, but of a high quality? Great, but uh, you, know, you have to communicate with your boss. They're human too. So to start, create a list of about 10 things that you need to accomplish during that work day, okay? And write how critical each task is on a scale from one to 10, three or four of the tasks will probably be absolutely crucial. And then at least four or five will be comparatively unimportant. Then comes the letting go part, except that those few items at the bottom of the list are not only unlikely to ever be completed in the course of the day, but the truth of the matter is they may not need to be done at all. So cross those items off the list and focus your attention on the most important matters. Uh, A second thing, building an oasis. When you feel your attention wandering and your mind getting caught up in loops of worries and stressful thoughts, step away from your desk and that can help you center yourself and regain your focus. So step away from wherever you're at. Now, if you're in healthcare and you're in the middle of a code blue, I'm not saying that. You know that. So what I am saying is take a quick break to reset yourself. Whenever you start feeling stressed, whether twice a day or as often as every 45 minutes, just try finding a quiet conference room, outdoor space, break room, stairwell, Stairwells are always available. People don't take stairs anymore. They take elevators. so and um, you can be alone and in, and engage in one to four minutes of a calming exercise like deep breathing, visualizing positive imagery. Things like that. The third thing is using probability. Now stay with me. First of all, we we start thinking the project is going to flop. My boss is going to kill me. I'm going to get fired. I won't be able to support my family. Stop those thoughts. Nearly all of us have been guilty one time or another of what I call catastrophizing. Catastrophizing. Catastrophizing, that's what it's called, yes. It's just a type of thinking in which Just every perceived slip-up or failure leads to our downfall. Uh, Plus, it stresses us out. And it's a type of black and white thinking. Either things will work out or they won't. They'll go horribly wrong. This can lead to a sense of impending doom. Impending doom. In mental health, we call that having an anxiety attack or a panic attack. And trust me when I tell you, Those do not help you get anything done, (laughs) anything done. So keep these destructive thoughts at bay. So introducing probability into your thinking, you have to do that. When your mind starts spinning, apocalyptic outcomes, ask yourself, what's the probability of something truly bad happening here? Something truly bad happening In most cases, the probability will be very low. You and I both know that. Then once you've assessed the actual likelihood of a terrible outcome, ask yourself, if there's a one in 10 chance of the worst case scenario happening, am I going to waste 30 minutes worrying about it? What do I feel that low probability event deserves? It should be very low. When you frame it this way, Catastrophic thinking turns from a compulsion into a conscious choice. You're keeping in control. You're not going off the deep end. Does that make sense? Message me your thoughts, okay? Mood monitoring. Gather a pen. This is real easy. Gather a pen, get yourself a piece of paper, and give yourself two minutes, okay? During that time, make three columns on the paper. In the first, write down the stressful or upsetting event, for instance, Monday at 2 p.m., presentation to board members. In the second, write down the feelings you're experiencing in single words. Single words, please, like unprepared, anxious, overwhelmed, things like those type of words. And write them between one and 10, with 10 being completely overwhelming. In the third column, spend the rest of the two minutes writing every thought that's going through your head. Not paragraphs, but thoughts. Then fold the paper in half and don't look at it again for another 24 hours. Once you've gotten out of that emotional headspace that you were in, the day before, and you've gathered some distance from that situation, look back at what you wrote. I guarantee you, I guarantee you that what you're going to see are a lot of distorted, inaccurate, black and white, catastrophic thoughts. I ask you to underline those and challenge them. That's what I'm asking you to do. cognitive flip. When you feel out of control in a situation, curb your stress levels by reminding yourself of what you can control. What can I control? Some things you can't control, like who you're working with, your boss, the amount of workspace you're allowed. So ask yourself what concrete actions, small or large, you can take to improve a particular situation not what someone else can do we don't want it to become a blaming game because that is not healthy and it's not productive either so even if you feel powerless you can always control at least your own reactions focusing on what's within your power this will remind you that you do have the ability to shape your own outcomes Very, Only five things that can really change the way you perceive your work and work environment and react to what's going on. Now, when I say react, I mean not react in a negative way, but controlling those negative things. That's the important thing. I'm going to wish you all a stress-free work day, and this is Lisa signing out. Stay well.